Sonia and I would like to uh, welcome uh, each and uh, every one of you who are here this evening. We have a, a week-long uh, retreat uh, together. <coughs> the good staff told me that a couple of, two or three people and they were to be here at 8 o'clock this evening. So I said, if any arrive after 8 o'clock, never mind can just uh, walk in and find the seat uh, when they are, uh, arrive. And similarly, I understand a couple of people uh, uh, tomorrow uh, as well there. <clears throat> um, I left um, uh, uh, this morning from on the train from uh, London St Pancras, and frankly it was a pleasure to be out of the disunited kingdom. <laughs> And it might be that you have been unfortunate enough to have watched uh, television here, to have listened on the news or read a newspaper or uh, two, and from time to time have read about what's going on in the less than Great Britain. And Whatever way you have looked at it, if I may say from my experience of uh, living there, whatever way you've looked at it, it is ten times worse. I have not in my lifetime uh, seen nor heard such division, fragmentation, blame, fear, and a crisis of parliamentary life, political life, social, economic, democratic, constitutionally, it is a nightmare. And with such intensity of clinging to views an absence of open heart and mind is bringing out um, a rather nightmare situation. And it goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on. And it's, uh, it's sad at the degree of delusions and perhaps disillusionment and doubt and uncertainty that's haunting the life. It's a spiritual, existential crisis in the name of politics and views. And uh, we shall see. We shall see. I won't spend the whole talk talking about it. I could very <laughs> easily, <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> but it reflects what happens when any of us, as we do, cling and hold to views and to me that generates the extremism of the left, the extremism of the right, and equally the extremism of the centre. Through the intensity of the clinging, it's a very deeply rooted problem for us as a species. In this talk with you uh, this evening, <coughs> I'll speak to you for about 20-25 minutes, and then following on from that, um, Sonia <coughs> will uh, uh, speak to you 
and uh, Sonia and I were teaching here last year, have been, of course, good friends for uh, several uh, uh, years. Recently, she and Yonto partner uh, were uh, in India, and Sonia <coughs> works in a major, as a partner too, a hospital in uh, Essen, very much involved in the mind-body world, in offering mindfulness to people in need, in pain, in, in fear, and her contribution in the mindfulness, heart, mind, body world is very much appreciated and will be a real pillar of support for us um, here as well. Just with the theme for uh, uh, a moment in uh, talking uh, uh, with you, the, the thought arose just before uh, coming into the hall here, uh, was what came out was the Dharma we have the tools T-O-O-L-S and what I mean uh, by that is that one of the many blessings of these teachings and practices is a very very wide variety of sensible practical supportive and helpful tools for women and men on this earth to live with clarity, with love and with wisdom. And the tools that we have provide resources for an individual and for the collective to find clarity inside our being which enables us to look insightfully with empathy and clearly at any situation in life no matter how difficult it is. <coughs> and the tools contribute towards a kind of waking up of consciousness and what we often find with our self in quotation marks here is that instead of being clear about our existence we find ourselves very easily and often very very quickly totally identified with what our thoughts are telling us or with what the emotions are telling us or the combination of the two and we have given and it's the great sadness of our species we have given immense authority to emotions and thoughts to determine and state what the reality is it's misplaced. It's a foolish judgment. It's not seeing clearly. And how easily, and it only takes some self-doubt, blame, agitation, excessive thinking. It doesn't take much in the feeling, emotional and thought life 
to identify with it so quickly and so immediately that we believe that the thoughts which are emerging, the emotion which, it, which is coming out, is stating the truth of the situation. Is it? Is that what we're going to rely upon? Are we going to move through this life with emotions and thoughts and stating that is the truth, that is the reality, that is the way things are? Or do we have the potential, do we have, actually we do have, we have the potential to get a perspective on the way we think, especially habitual thinking, and the way that we react with emotions, with strong feelings, we have the potential to get a perspective on that in order to find a space in our relationship to life which offers sometimes a fundamentally different way of looking which is not feeding anxiety, nor stress, nor worry, nor fears, not feeding reactivity, because we've got the tools which allow us to look at this world of thought and emotion and to be quite clear with it what is healthy in it, what is helpful with it and to be equally clear what is unhealthy, unhelpful and not in any way worth feeding. And if we get that right, we're in the process of waking up. And if we don't, we suffer. And others end up suffering as well. So the tools, which are only a contribution, as I mentioned, are very, very varied. And Sonia and I, during the days here with you, will be explaining, exploring, speaking about, listening to you as well with regard to your experiences there, to find ways to have a wise, healthy relationship with what it is to be human. Heart, mind, body, consciousness, feelings, thoughts, the whole baggage. To have enough clarity and harmony with this, which contributes to bringing out of us a closeness and an empathy with the other, whoever he, she or they might be. We work here on ourselves equally for the benefit of the being who is sitting and equally for the welfare and benefit for others. It doesn't take a lot of wisdom, does it, surely, to recognise in this vulnerable earth that we are living on that what is deeply problematic 
is the psychology of our species. And the consequences of the lack of wisdom and clarity in the psychology of our species is slowly, systematically destroying the earth. The immensity of the threat to the animal world and to the environmental world because of other factors as well, of course, but a significant one is the condition of the inner life. In the political, corporate, social and our personal world. So we say, obviously, that working on ourselves, the changes and transformations that, that we bring, the confirmation of healthy and wise change, is that it brings something beautiful out of us which is given, shared and offered for others. It's not enough just to be calm and clear and accepting in oneself. It's not enough to say, as the old Greeks would say, know thyself. It's only half the picture. Know the other as well. Know what we're living with. Know with whom we are living. Know what we are coexisting with. We need to know that as well. Here, it's only a week. The priority is, of course, in the days with you, one of you know, really giving attention to what is here, because we have this one instrument to know this world and that is through the condition of the inner life and the way that what touches our senses and how we respond to it. So here the priority of course is on the uh, inner life as a contribution to the outer. <clears throat> I remember a Jesuit priest these small incidences of life touch, uh, touch one, become, as we know, in the, in the worlds of the unforgettables. I was teaching in India, it must be 10 or 20 years ago, the, the priest died four or five years later, and he came on a retreat. And uh, the Jesuits, those of you who, like me, have a, a Catholic uh, uh, upbringing, or as I used to say to my mother, I'm a roaming Catholic. Catholic in taste and roaming. I said, she says, it's not the same, you know. You're not a Roman Catholic. I said, I'm a roaming Catholic. <laughs> but anyway. So the priest came on the retreat in Budgaya in India. He had been working in Mumbai. used to be called Bombay. With the desperately poor. Helping them, supporting them. You know, uh, a bodhisattva of the church. Not any interest to convert, just to serve the poorest of the poor. He came for an interview, or the one-to-one, -one, as we do on the retreat. He sat down and he burst into tears, just streaming. Man in his late fifties. So I sat and uh, waited and asked if he had anything he would... Uh, like to offer to, to, to say with response to the tears. 
and he said, my whole life I have been engaged in the service of others, the homeless of Bombay. And he said, I realised something uh, in the last uh, uh, meditation uh, in the hall. He said, I realised I had no tools to offer them how to stay calm and clear in a very difficult and stressful situation. The church had no tools to offer. All they could say was, have faith. But they hadn't the tools. I didn't have them. And he said, I I wish I knew what I found out in this week. I wish I knew this 30 years ago. The tools, in fact, sometimes with the tools of mindfulness, meditation, reflection, awareness, inquiry, and all the uh, uh, aspects, is not for relaxation, beneficial as it is, as some kind of end result, but it's to find enough reduction in our stress or worry or agitation or tensions or whatever it might be with the, relax- re- with the relaxation to be receptive in the being what is the deep inner voice informing me? What is it in the being that we really need to listen to very, very deeply and to see what emerges out of the deep of the being. And can that voice, which is there somewhere, can that voice come through? Another Catholic story for you. I was, used to go and see, when she was on this earth, dear Mother Teresa. I was a, I was a monk, but with my... Catholic upbringing, we had uh, some lovely, lovely exchanges together. And I said, how come you ended up in Calcutta? Also changed its name, Calcutta. And also engaged in incredible service work. She said, I was on the train, some of you know India well, may do, from Darjeeling, from, sorry, from Calcutta, to Siliguri, which is on the way to Darjeeling, I know this, this lovely winding train up the, up the mountains. No. And she was just sitting there, she said, I was the head teacher of a Catholic girls' school. And then, while sitting there, a voice came to me, and the voice said, to go and serve the poorest of the poor. And she said, I knew in that moment what I needed to do. In her dear language, the voice of God. Sounds powerful, doesn't it? The voice of God. Uh, But sometimes it's a voice, not a single voice in life, which we listen to. It requires some trust for us. It requires the cooperation for us. But it's in some way or other to be true to something which we regard as precious, deep, beautiful and important 
and to stay true to it. And that may be, of course, more than one it, obviously. And that's what the listening to the deep, or listening to the voice of God, or listening to the truth of experience, or listening to what feels right. And our meditations for calmness, for relaxation, with the tools, is to have and reconnect and have access regularly to that which is genuinely profound. It's a liberated voice. And part of the, the work, the explorations that we have here is a contribution to listening to what is deep in the being. And we can, we can find it. It's a lot deeper than our, the voice of our parents. <laughs> Just in case you forget. <laughs> <laughs> so <coughs> with the day I'll just take a few minutes um, uh, with the day uh, uh, with you <coughs> there are the essential postures of the day familiar in daily life a little bit more formal here sitting, walking standing and reclining and the very form which we'll speak to you about over the days <coughs> in a way is a useful tool. It means in this case the value of sitting tall and upright to feel the being in its presence and grounded with that quiet inner authority of just sitting on this earth and meditation being <coughs> the politely fashionable word um, to facing up to our existence and looking at it directly and straight with everything else put aside for the opportunity to look at our existence and face what's going on with it. And since this is a mouthful, we call it meditation. <laughs> <laughs> And the same principle is also and equally applied to the walking and the standing and reclining because much of our life, obviously, is in these postures, in these forms. And let's be respectful to the form. And some of you are employed with the forms in a variety of ways. Some of you here will be yoga teachers, mind-body workers, uh, 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 working in uh, uh, Reiki, giving support to people's health and benefit and working on yourself. And you know from your experience and your experience with working with others the value and the importance of clarity and concentration and presence with forms and, and postures uh, now. And there's always plenty for all of us, regardless of how much we've given our life to all of this. There's always more opportunity for more insights and more understanding. For everyone, for all of us, without exception. <coughs> With the day uh, here, 
uh, days uh, here. You will see uh, the timetable which is uh, uh, on the board uh, there. In a few minutes, Sonia will uh, uh, speak to you about some of the important uh, aspects and uh, themes uh, uh, as well. And also, you'll see as well the good support that we require from some of you, bell ringing and other things, and we'll touch upon that in a moment. And also to express um, appreciation as well for the good team, the staff who are here, who make it possible for all of us to uh, engage uh, in this. And as you can appreciate and recognise, tremendous amount of work has been done and the staff have the modest stipend, they're put in many, many uh, hours. And when I um, uh, arrived today, and some of you have been uh, fairly regularly to the ward house, um, will have noticed and seen that along the corridor, as you go through the dining room there, that those rather old, dark and worn-out spots have now got some brightness and lightness uh, uh, in them. And time has gone by and when a good team here working has seen the necessity of that. (coughs) What could be a better metaphor for all of us? Sometimes sometimes we might arrive at a meditation centre. Life feels a bit, for some, not all of you, uh, a little bit... uh, which we say dark, a little bit heavy, or one feels one's spirit needs a bit of brightening up, and and, uh, so forth. And with all the good tools and resources, sharing and communication, that uh, the power of the Dharma, meaning the teachings, the mutual support that each and every one of us give to each other through our silence and meditation, and much more, will really uh, uh, contribute to this whole uh, uh, process. It's important. It's got a fine uh, track record to it. 2,600 years is a pretty good track record. And where it's been sincerely practised and applied, it really has been beneficial. And when it hasn't, sometimes it's been neglected some of the more ugly sides of religion, including Buddhism, has unfortunately come out. But practice is effective, worthwhile, and stay steady with it. And a real invitation, of course, to those of you, perhaps first time on a retreat here, first time at the ward, uh, ward house, and uh, for those of you who come in more recent times, and I can see looking around the room there are a few what I put into the golden oldie club, including myself, (laughs) 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 oldest of the lot of you. Uh, Thank you for your dedication and commitment as well over the years. So I'll pass you over to uh, Sonia. She'll speak to you for a period 
And then at the, the end, Sonia and I discuss, we'll have a five-minute break to stretch the legs. And then right after that, Sonia will give you a little meditation instruction in the sitting posture. And we'll have a short sitting. And the intention is to finish by 9.15, 9.25, the latest uh, today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm